Welcome to the Dinner Party Download. This is your icebreaker. Um, I'm getting old, and the reason I, I can tell the symptom is that I've been getting up early and watching infomercials. I uh, kind of can't help myself. I actually bought something from one the other day. It was, uh, I don't even know what it was, but the guy who was selling it was such a nice young man. He was so handsome, and he believed in it, but I bought it. it was, it's called the, the Shoe Magician, and I, uh, I put it in my closet, and I pressed the button, and, uh, and now I can't find my shoes. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano, and from American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that equips you to win your next dinner party. Our icebreaker this week came from comic Bob Odenkirk. He's also a regular on the TV show Breaking Bad. And that icebreaker isn't so much a joke as a hallucination, <laughs> but I, I kind of like it. Figures. Coming up, rapper Kid Cudi, a meteoric marriage, earthy beer, and a moonlight dance. But first, time for small talk. <laughs> All week long, you've been hearing this. The man behind WikiLeaks handed himself over to police in London this morning. Elizabeth Edwards died yesterday at her North Carolina home. A compromise over tax cuts. Now for a story that didn't make the front page, we turn to Jacob Weisberg. He's the editor-in-chief of the Slate Group, which includes Slate.com and Slate Culture Gabfest. Jacob, what story are you going to be talking about this weekend? Sarah Palin, caribou hunter. <laughs> Everyone's been talking around our office about the most recent episode of her show, Sarah Palin's Alaska. She went on this hunting trip to shoot caribou, ostensibly because she needs a freezer full of meat to get through the winter. <laughs> Don't they have supermarkets up in Alaska? Well, you know, the early settlers there found it very hard to get through the winter on book royalties alone. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you say everyone at your office is watching this, and this show seems like it was originally intended for uh, America's heartland, but coastal media types seem obsessed with it. You know, I wonder if TLC is confused. They probably knew exactly what they were doing, but, you know, it is. People do play right into her hands. Sarah Palin, I'm now going to conduct a grisly kill and carve up the animal <laughs> on television. You know, I dare you to say there's something bad about what I'm doing. Well, until Al Gore comes up with a massage show, we're going to have to stick with Sarah Palin. His first guest can be Julian Assange. <laughs> I would tune in for that. Yeah, who knows where they'll be broadcasting from. Um, Jacob, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. And now, time for cocktails. Once again, we tell you something that happened in history, then give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like history is a fire, and you try to put it out with what you think is water, but turns out to be booze. It's like a Billy Joel first draft, though. That That's right. We did start the fire, and we made it worse. <laughs> first, the history. Right around this time, back in 1954, the town of Sylacauga, Alabama, was ground zero for a historic event. Now, the folks at your dinner party probably won't have any idea what it was. Thanks to our friend Michelle Philippi, you're about to. Annie Hodges was starstruck. It happened one lazy winter day while Anne was taking an afternoon nap. Suddenly, she sprang awake to find her radio destroyed and her hip in total pain. 
she'd just become the first person in recorded history to get hit by a meteorite. It was the size of a grapefruit. It had crashed through the roof, and it made Annie a media sensation. She appeared on TV quiz shows. Newspapers printed her life story, and her picture was in Life magazine. The Smithsonian offered Annie 5,000 bucks for the meteor, but her husband turned them down. With all the publicity, he was sure he could get even more. Except one problem, the Hodges' landlord she figured since she had to fix the hole in the roof, the rock that made the hole belonged to her. The lawsuit dragged on for months, and by the time the Hodges won, the world had pretty much forgotten about the whole incident. Their meteor was worthless. Annie eventually donated the rock to a local museum, against her husband's wishes. They separated eight years later. Both of them admitted their marriage just wasn't strong enough to survive a collision with the media. I mean, a meteor. So that's the history now for the drink to serve along with it. I am talking to Robert Bagwell. He is bartender at Bottle Tree in Birmingham, Alabama. And Robert, you've heard the story. What drink does it inspire you to make? I came up with an ELE, an extinction level event. (laughs) So you're saying it's a strong drink? Yeah, it's pretty strong. What is in this uh, thing that's going to destroy humanity as we know it? Uh, You need a half a glass of Guinness. It's going to be a drop shot style. So the shot, you're going to have a half ounce of half and half, a half ounce of Kahlua, All right. a half ounce of Jägermeister, oh my word. and one more, and a half ounce of uh, butter shot. <laughs> Something grandma would enjoy. Yeah, that's right. Just sweet enough for the kitties. So you just you mix all that stuff together and drop it into the, uh, into the Guinness? Exactly. Oh, like a meteor. That's what I was going for. I thought the Guinness first, of course, because it's a dark beer, and that would make a good earth. And then I just tried to think of things that would complement that. Right, and they just struck you. So, Rico, I was once hit on by Julie Christie in a dream. Really? Which is kind of like getting hit by a star. Well, it's getting, yeah, it's getting hit on by a star in a dream. It it, it was an amazing (laughs) dream. Yeah, but it's actually not really like something that happened in reality. Not yet. it's a dream. Could happen. Well, that's true. I could make something hit you in reality, if that's, <laughs> if you prefer that. Folks, our website is dinnerpartydownload.org. Please call the police. Our guest of honor this week is rapper and actor Kid Cudi. His singles have topped the charts. He's a constant collaborator with Kanye West, and he has a new album out, Man on the Moon 2, The Legend of Mr. Rager. Here's a clip from his song, Day and night. Day and night. I toss and turn. I keep stressing my mind. Mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keeps this silly game we play. Play. Cause day and night. The lonely stoner seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone. A lot of people talk about how your songs have this kind of melancholic undertone. And the characters in them are usually like lonely stoners. Now that you're successful and life is good, is it hard to write sad stuff like that? Well, the thing is, when I was writing my songs, and this is something that a lot of my fans even said, is like I'm typically in a good mood. I'm not like a Debbie Downer. Like, I'm, <laughs> and I know a lot of people thought that, but I think the blues is is the blues. Ultimately, that's what I do in a modern day way, and t- with a twist, with a little bit of juvenile delinquent. You kind of represent a new breed of rapper 
for people who don't follow hip hop too closely, how would you explain how your music's different? That's a tough question. It's it's kind of just like um, I feel like hip hop is really just lost. The glamorization is played. I don't see how people can relate to a rap star's life. Like, so we need to bring real life to hip hop. We need to bring it back. And so you try to rap about real life? Yeah, man. I represent you know young knuckleheads trying to do good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And with good hearts and that mean well and and might be in messed up situations. Well, we have two standard questions on our show. The first one is, what question are you tired of being asked? Um, any question about Kanye. Not because I don't like talking about him, but none of the questions are really intelligent questions. It's more like, did you talk to Kanye after he did that thing with Taylor Swift? Those are the questions I hate, and those are the only kind of questions I get. Well, I'm glad I sidestepped that. All right, second question is, tell us something we don't know, either about you or the world at large. What people don't know is, I think I might have cavities. <laughs> really? Do you have health insurance? Yeah. Dental insurance? Yeah. So why aren't you getting your teeth fixed? Busy. <laughs> we got to understand, when you go to the dentist, you're going to be in there. And then they're going to do the surgery. And then you're going to be swollen. And you're going to be on meds. And <laughs> You only have one set. We'll handle it after gets done. I can man up. So it's safe to say Novocaine's going to play a role in your next album. Yes. And that's going to be my new drug addiction. And I hope everybody's ready for that. See, right there in the last question, Kid Cudi proves himself the iconoclast. Always. How's that? <laughs> well, most rap stars would get gold teeth, but he decides to keep his cavities. <laughs> He's cultivating them. That's his thought. That's right. <laughs> but this has been a trend in Brit rock forever. <laughs> exactly. Eric Clapton's first edition of his hit song was Novocaine. That's, little, little known fact. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm on the pursuit of happiness and I know everything and that's the Dinner Party download for this week, everyone. Thanks to Jackson Musker, Charlton Thorpe, and Valhan Balduni. And we leave you, as always, with One for the Road, a song to listen to on your way to or departing from this weekend's dinner party. It's a tune I haven't been able to get out of my head since I interviewed Huey Lewis a few weeks back. Power of Love. No. Uh, he <laughs> used to hang out with the band Thin Lizzy. Uh, this is one of Lizzy's singles from 1977. It's called Dancing in the Moonlight. Bon appétit. But I asked you for a dance Now we go steady to the pictures I always get chocolate stains on my pants And my father, he's going crazy He says I'm living in a trance But I'm dancing in the moonlight It's got me in its spotlight It's alright Dancing in the moonlight On this long, hot summer night I'm Rico Galliano. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. Ah, what just crashed through the roof? Oh, excuse my entrance. Hello, Brendan. What's your sign? Julie Christie? Whoa. Libra. <laughs>